0: Welcome back to When Banned Things Happen to Good People, a podcast about censorship and the arts. My name's Todd Sullivan. Over there is my droog, Oren Barter. <laughs> I'm
1: a real Malchick, I tell you.
0: <laughs> and today, my brothers, we are beginning our look at A Clockwork Orange by Anthony Burgess.
1: You know what? I think in lieu of our theme song, we should just do this Skype calling music.
0: Oh, man, that music drives me <laughs> just, I told you, yeah. it's, it's slightly out of time. It's yeah. slightly out of time. Just I mean, enough I, to piss you off. Right? Yeah. And I think most people wouldn't notice it, because you've got to have like some kind of, like I think, a musical rhythm background <laughs> to, to catch that. But it's... Um, Mr.
1: Humble over
0: here. Well I'm not saying I'm a no, no, musician, I, but like, <laughs> no, I did take lessons. I, I was a drummer for like three years and you know <laughs> I, I understand four four time and that's like it's like 4.24 <laughs> four point two four times what it would be. Uh happy new year, Oren. It's twenty twenty one.
1: It is, yes. And what a what a year it's been. <laughs> um looking forward to twenty twenty-two.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so here we are, first episode of 2021, uh episode 17. Uh we've uh, we've just finished watching an attempted insurrection in the United States, so that made a <laughs> lot of fun this week. I
1: don't know if I would call that an attempted insurrection. That was I uh,
0: Well, I, I believe that's uh that's close to what's going to be on the uh, articles of impeachment they're drawing up against Trump at the moment.
1: Oh, okay. Okay.
0: Not that. It was definitely
1: uh, it was definitely uh, treason.
0: Yeah. Uh, not that this is a political podcast, usually. Um, although I did see, interestingly, on, uh, on Twitter, what did what you viddy? What did I viddy? Yeah, um, on Twitter, uh, just in the last couple of days, someone was talking about the Turner Diaries um, mm-hmm. and how some of the assault on the Capitol there was very similar to stuff that occurred in the Turner Diaries. And it's interesting because that is a book banned in Canada that we have talked about covering uh, on this podcast, and uh, and maybe given all of that. Bruhaha! um it might be worth considering uh adding you know putting it up next on our, our reading list mm-hmm. um but we'll see we got this book to cover first um <laughs> yes, we do. And, the movie. <laughs> and the movie yeah both of which have been banned for um different reasons by different people um i was going to ask <sighs> you if you had made any new year's resolutions at all for 2021 and then i was also going to mention that I, i've decided Um, I've decided I don't like the, the, the term new year's resolution and instead I'm going with new year's goal because I think resolution, like it, it turns it into a, um, uh, you either succeed or you fail, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm going to lose weight and then you don't. And you're like, fuck, I failed my (laughs) resolution. But if it's a goal, it's more like, I'm going to try to do this. Right. And even like my new year's attempt. My New Year's attempt. My New Year's attempt. Yeah. Because mine I decided is um, I'm going to try to improve my uh, my engagement with Twitter. I spend a lot of time on Twitter, but I don't do a lot of like posting my own stuff. If I post anything, it's usually uh, retweeting something else that I've seen that I think is funny mm-hmm. or profound or whatever. But I'm going to try to increase... The amount of my own unique content going up on Twitter—that's my—that's my my New Year's attempt. Do you have? Well, there's a lot. There's
1: a lot more room for content on Twitter these days.
0: (laughs) That's true. That's true. Um, I don't know if I want to fill that particular void. I think that void is best left empty. (laughs) I think. But uh, but yeah, there are certainly um, some fewer voices. Fewer, very loud, obnoxious voices.
1: Okay, so... um, I guess my New Year's attempt... Since I started a new job that is less labor-intensive... I am going... I've I've been getting a little uh, out of shape. Fair enough, yeah. And so my New Year's attempt is to mitigate the lack of physical labor... With a little bit of physical exercise. So...
0: Good idea. I should yeah. probably do that too, but I'm not going to make that one official. Mine's all about Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Because I feel that one's like achievable. Um, getting getting outside is maybe, get some exercises. is maybe achievable for me. We'll see. It's early. We'll see. Yeah. Um, we got a whole year. We got a whole year. Yeah. New it,
1: you know, Year's resolutions, or attempts, or whatever we're calling them, are great for procrastinators. It's like, I've got a
0: whole year. Exactly! <laughs> It'll be like, December 31st, it's like, <laughs> I went for a walk today! I finally did it! I got my exercise! Attempt,
1: ex- attempt succeeds. I, I can't talk. Succeeded. It's a simple... Man,
0: I'm so too tired. early for you to I'm be so failing tired. to talk on a, on a project where all we do for an hour is talk, so... Yeah, but... Also, work it's yeah, hard okay. on the brain. It is hard on the brain. Uh, and so is this book. Let's talk about this book. <laughs> this
1: book is very hard on the brain.
0: Um, here's Let me give you a little bit of background here from Wikipedia. Um, a Clockwork Orange is a dystopian, satirical, black comedy novel by English writer Anthony Burgess, published in 1962. It is set in a near-future society that has a youth subculture of extreme violence. The teenage protagonist Alex narrates his violent exploits and his experiences with state authorities' intent on reforming him. The book is partially written, <laughs> by partially, it, I mean uh, probably 75%, uh, in a Russian-influenced uh, language called NADSAT, which takes its name from the Russian suffix that is equivalent to teen in English. Uh, the book apparently was only written in uh, about three weeks, and uh, and actually Burgess is is kind of not a fan of it. Um, he wrote it really quickly. He wrote it for money and it's become, I think in part because of, uh, Stanley Kubrick's film adaptation, it's become kind of this hugely iconic book. And it, it kind of pisses him off that this is what he's known for. He thinks right. most of his books are better and is incredibly uh, frustrated that this is basically, uh, you know, the thing he'll be known for, <laughs> um, poor bastard. Uh, in two thousand five, it was included on Time Magazine's list of the one hundred best English language novels written since nineteen twenty three. Don't know why they inc- started with nineteen twenty three. That seems pretty arbitrary. Um, <laughs> they were probably going to re- do
1: like they were probably going to do like nineteen twenty five, and they're like, "But what about this book? It's like two years. <laughs> right. so if we go another two years, we can throw this book on the list."
0: Yeah, yeah. Why and not go with like fine? Did they not have a printing press in nineteen hundred?
1: I don't know, maybe there was like no good ones between 1900 and 1923. <laughs> I'm not a literary expert, but that sounds right to me.
0: That's true. There's probably it's after, nothing I'll, good. i later Google whether ever any good books published in 1900. <laughs> um, so let's talk about where it's been banned. Um, and okay. apparently it's only really been banned uh, since the film came out, which again, I think connects to the idea that it was Kubrick's film that really brought attention to the book. Uh, in, in 1976, *Clockwork Orange* was removed from an Aurora, Colorado high school because of objectionable language. A year later, in 1977, it was removed from high school classrooms in Westport, Massachusetts, over similar concerns with objectionable language. In 1982, it was removed from two Anniston, Alabama libraries. Later to be reinstated on a restricted basis. Also in 1973, a bookseller was arrested for selling the novel. The charges were later dropped. However, each of these instances came after the release of Stanley Kubrick's popular 1971 film adaptation itself, the subject of much controversy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on the uh, the list of most challenged books from 2010 to 2019, it placed 80th. So this okay. is lower than uh, The Handmaid's Tale and substantially lower than um, I Am Jazz.
1: That is ridiculous because this is, a, I feel like, a much more banable book. Than I am Jazz and a Handmaid's Tale, made Tale. Made like just the stuff. That, um,
0: well, yeah. yeah, certainly, certainly compared to I am Jazz, I think. Yeah, and I don't. Um, I don't know if we're reading the same edition of the book. Did you get the the? Do you have an edition that's got a forward by Anthony Burgess talking about the book?
1: Uh, I got a yeah a forward by I don't know some guy, probably. That's the guy probably, who wrote it. Yeah, probably. Um, I didn't read the forward. I was like, okay, you know, I like got I downloaded the free the free trial version. I was like, yeah, I'll get a few pages in before I. Before I purchased it, and I'm scrolling. It's like forward, forward. Okay, I'd love to get to, you know, read a couple of pages <laughs> of chapter one, and I never got to chapter one. I had to buy it before I could even get there. So, uh, oh no, oh no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. So um, in the forward, uh, he does talk about how, um, I think it was in the, it was either in the forward or it was in, in a, a different place that I, I read this about it. But the idea was that in using this this made up language. It was a way of like softening some of what's going on in the book, mm-hmm. um, because it 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 puts it behind this extra layer of I don't know unreality. Like mm-hmm. hearing these things being described in these newfangled words lessens the impact of the actions going on. And I yeah, like I do it kind think of separates
1: yourself from the the actions in the book, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it separates, like, like, like you, like you said, it just doesn't seem as real. It just, this isn't something that would happen in your community
0: or anything like that, right? Like, it's
1: these aren't the words that people use in everyday speech.
0: Um, I yeah, I mean, it does. I do think it it does something to to lessen the. Um, this is a point, and I, I will get to it pretty quick. Mm-hmm. There's a point in one of the early chapters uh, where um, Alex and his droogs encounter another sort of group of young hooligans who are about to rape uh, or have just finished raping either or uh, a fucking 10 year old girl Mm -hmm. um and like i i feel like that shouldn't even be a sentence that you know i say in regards to a book that a 10 year old girl is about to be raped by a group of probably 15 year olds which uh we find out alex is at the end of uh part one um but in a way it does. You know, when I read that passage, I almost had to go back and go, "Wait, wait, wait, what did I just read?" Um because of the way the language was, that it 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 did kind of bury the impact of what was going on a little bit. Yeah, this this book,
1: especially up to this point, has covered some some really dark
0: shit. Um but before we get into um talking about the contents of the book, I wanted to talk a little bit about this language and yes. um go over some some of the words that came up. I wanted to have a longer list. Um, I do not have a longer list, so maybe I'll do more next time. Um, and sort of, because I think there are, um, there are versions of this book that actually have a glossary now at the end where you can look up what the, the words mean. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. There
0: is an online glossary as well that you can go to look up what the words mean. I have not. So it's all been a matter of trying to use context clues to kind of figure out what the words mean in kind of the same way that Um, The Handmaid's Tale did with a lot of their words, except Mm -hmm. The Handmaid's Tale, it was only like maybe 1% of the words were new, Uh, and in this book, it's like 30 or 40% of the words (laughs) are things that I've never seen before, so it's a lot harder to find those context clues. Um, So my list of... of, uh, I'm calling this portion of the podcast, What the Fuck Did He Say? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tell me, sir, what is a droog?
1: A droog. A droog is a dude. It is a friend. It is a Fellow gang member,
0: mm-hmm. yes. What is a Gulliver?
1: Gulliver is a head.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, um, I got
1: confused because also Litzo is kind of a head, but I think Litzo might be lips.
0: Okay, I thought Litzo, yeah, might be face as well. Yeah, but lips make sense too. Um, I went. I remember Gulliver was one I struggled with when I watched the movie, and it seems like it's, it could be stomach or it could yeah. be head. And then I finally, um. I got it was confusing because it, especially in the movie I think he only refers to Gulliver uh when he's at home when he, he stayed home supposedly because he was sick with the pain in his Gulliver. Mm-hmm. Um I got one for you. Vidid. Yeah. Vidid that's looked at. Yes.
1: And that makes sense it. like I, vid- I I I, I kind of thought maybe that was like video. Mm, when was Yeah, this like, book yeah exactly.
0: 1963, 1960 something. Oh, well, they had they had videos then? All right. Did they Oh, yeah.
1: 1962. They, yeah, they had movies, they had theaters. Oh yeah,
0: they had the concept of, yeah. How about uh, I had video on my list as well. Gloopy.
1: <laughs> Gloopy. I don't think I have that one on my list. What is Gloopy? Gloopy my old I was so,
0: I wanted to ask you about Gloopy because this is one that I have not figured out yet.
1: Okay. Do you have a Do you have it in context?
0: Uh no. No. Oh.
1: Um. Yeah, I don't think I have Gloopy on here. We'll have to add that to the next. Podcast.
0: yeah how about yeah hopefully with another like 50 or 60 pages i'll figure out what gloopy <laughs> means how about slushy
1: slushy okay i did have slushy uh Slushied her clank a plate in the gas oven so i'm thinking heard.
0: yes like viddy so well. would
1: be seen i think yeah, and slushy be... is heard
0: yeah because he he slushied a lot of like he slushied the record when he got home from the right the record store that would make sense those are my words. Do you have any more?
1: Yeah, I do. Uh, uh, glazies. Mm.
0: Glazies. Yeah, that's or one glazies. I was going to put down. Those are yep. uh, eyes. Eyes, yeah. Yep. Um, horror show, which is used a lot. Yeah, which means good. Um, and it's that's one of the examples of kind of rhyming slang where it's based on a Russian word, which I don't know. I don't remember what that word is. But so it's a there's the Russian word, and the horror show rhymes with that Russian word. So I think there's a lot of of that going on where mm-hmm. um, th- they're based on Russian words that are then converted into like a rhymed English word, which um, could explain gloopy and slushy. Right?
1: right. I got I got milicents, which is police. Oh, m- oh yeah, 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 yeah. Which is like is like mili- militants. Yeah, it could be. Right. Um, ukedited. What the fuck is that? So, Ukadidid, I think, is skedaddled, or like left in a hurry, and it's just funny because the English equivalent of Ukadidid is equally ridiculous.
0: <laughs> right. I don't remember even seeing <laughs> um, uh
1: Somebody Ukadidid from the situation, like they ran away. Somebody was scared. I, okay. I think it might have been. Okay. I think it might have been during their fight with that other gang.
0: That reminds me Oog-deed. of one, uh, yeah. which was ap- I think it was Apple Polylogies. Oh yeah, appy
1: polylogies. Yeah. Instead of apologies, happy polylogies, yep. yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um ptitsas. ptitsas.
0: Oh, that was that's women, isn't it?
1: Women chicks, but there was another one for women too. Um I don't know if I got that one down. Uh yeah, I didn't get that one. I thought Ptitsas or yeah, I can't even say it. P-T-I-T-S-A-S. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, was, was chicks or women or whatever.
0: Yeah. Uh, starry. Oh, I don't think I figured that one out either.
1: Starry. I think maybe like fancy growing up important, you know, the starry houses, they're nice houses. Okay. Um, sure. You know, uh, the, one of the policemen was starry. He was. Yeah. Important. Yeah. 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 Um, cutter.
0: That's money. Yeah.
1: Money dineros. Yeah.
0: Uh, pretty poly, I think, is money as well. Yeah,
1: there was. A, I think there was a couple of different things that that were money. Uh, Rookers, I thought was breasts.
0: Mm, maybe I don't remember that word.
1: Um, Adinaki.
0: I remember is, seeing yeah, that one. I don't remember the time. context of it. Yeah,
1: um, I'm pretty sure it just means like me, my like my own right. Like I I went on my my Adinaki. I went on my own. Okay, sure. Um. I I had another word here, but I I did I couldn't figure it out. Veshk.
0: Yeah, that's another one where I remember saying it, but I remember the context. So,
1: um, and smek was like chuckle, I think.
0: Okay, yeah. Had, had
1: a smek, you know, had a laugh. Um and, uh, oh no, I was wrong about rookers. Rookers wasn't breast. I figured out rookers in the last um, chapter. It was hands. Rookers, okay. rookers was hands. Um, and then I had,
0: uh, I I I, get those mixed up sometimes too. Hands and breasts. (laughs) Hands and breasts. They're so similar. It does make handshaking awkward sometimes.
1: (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Um, but I, okay. And that was all the words that I I think I had kind of figured out. There was this one sentence that was just so ridiculous. Um, slushying this fearsome shoom of the rosvan."
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) I mean, we figured out
1: slushy, but... Other yeah. than that, I've got nothing else. <laughs> so, I mean, we covered a lot of words there, but that was only a small fraction of the yeah. words that are
0: in this book. Some that of these, yeah, sense. some of these sentences sound like things from like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, like, you know. Yeah, that's what I, I was, was thinking. this hoopy fruit over Yeah, hoopy
1: fruit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ford Prefect was a real hoopy
1: fruit, <laughs> who always knows where his dowel is.
0: But let's slushy that uh, that hoopy fruit. Let's
1: slushy that hoopy. You, have you viddied that hoopy fruit?
0: Have you viddied that hoopy fruit? Exactly. Okay, so let's talk about this story.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, we open at the Corova Milk Bar with uh Alex, Dim, Georgie, and Pete. Those are his drugies. uh With a recurring. Droogs, question. Droogs, droogs. Sorry, Drugs. Sorry. I don't mean Not to be droogie. I don't mean
1: to be like the made-up word police, but.
0: <laughs> no, I should get it right. <laughs> I was I was extra slangifying it. Droog- um, Droogies is his. Yeah. Uh with a, a recurring question, what's it going to be then, eh? That uh that question pops up four or five times over this chapter. Um I think you know it's it's in the context of these guys trying to plan their evening as they sit here and uh drink their milk that's fortified with uh drugs and stimulants and who knows what else. <laughs> um they uh And it's interesting to think about that. Like, you know, you don't go to, it's not a bar with liquor, it's milk. You're drinking milk, but with extra additives in it that are, you know, fuck up your brain. Why don't we have, why don't we have milk bars in 2021? I don't know.
1: Open one. Open, (laughs) open a milk bar in a pot shop.
0: There we go. Yeah. Marijuana is legal here in Canada. We could do like marijuana infused milk products. I don't think marijuana is good for um, a good horror show evening, though.
1: No, <laughs> it would be kind of the opposite. But... <laughs>
0: um,
1: I found the milk bar interesting because I thought at first that this made sense because I just remembered Alex was young from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that really becomes apparent until a little later on in the in the first part of this book. But uh, I thought, oh yeah, well he's drinking milk because he's a kid, right?
0: Oh, I see. Okay, yeah.
1: But uh, then they they wind up in a bar anyway at some point. So why they choose the milk over the alcohol?
0: Well I think it's the, the 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 milk is um is stimulants, right? Yeah. There's yeah. stimulants in the milk, so that gets you jacked up and then you go to the bar at the end of your, your horror show and uh and, and mellow out with the alcohol, right?
1: Right. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Let's take some PCP um, Go fuck shit up, <laughs> right? <laughs> then we'll then we'll then we'll chill with a little little Jack and
0: Coke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Cocktail. okay. Um, that, that's how I spend my evenings. <laughs> 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 Got to start with milk and stimulants. Woo-hoo. Um, so yeah, they finish up their milk. They head out on their adventures, uh, and I think the first guy they encounter is a guy coming from the library. And in much the same way, and that, fuck like, that guy. Fuck that, guy. Fuck that <laughs> guy. Bullies have been messing with nerds with books in their hands for decades. <laughs> uh, here comes Alex and harassing this guy, like ripping his book from his hands and uh, Tearing the pages accusing, out.
1: They, they grabbed t- all his well, books. Accusing told- him of like yeah.
0: having pornography in, in these books, which is like, I don't know, they were like architectural books or something. <laughs> um, Rip all the pages out. Like they fucking uh, tear off his, tear his pants down and Give them a rough time.
1: And that, that was probably the best thing they did with their time.
0: <laughs> right? Well, I mean, I would argue it, that, like, it, it, no the, no the milk drinking was relatively yeah. peaceful, so maybe right. if they just stayed there. <laughs> um, This chapter, in fact, I think is the one I struggle the most with because this is the first – your your first uh, introduction to the language. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, for a lot of these words, I did not have, like, the, the context clues – are other words in this language. (laughs) So until you start figuring out what these words mean, you can't figure out what other words around them mean. Yeah. And so, yeah, this was, I I missed out, like at least the first half of this chapter, which is about talking about kind of uh, what's going on in the milk bar. That shit's just over my head. I didn't catch any of it, really.
1: I just, uh, honestly, like, I just kept remembering the movie, which I think is... um... Maybe the best way to read this book is to watch the movie first. <laughs>
0: and I, you know what? I think this is. I think I do feel like so, because of the language and how mm-hmm. impenetrable it is. I had this thought in my head that like this is one of those books that guys or let's say guys, people mm-hmm. who want to seem smart have on their bookshelf, but they just never read it because it's so impenetrable. <laughs> so, but yeah. you can just watch the movie and kind of get all the necessary talking points about the book, so you can at least talk about it like you've read it.
1: Okay, um, <laughs> well, and- I guess that's true, because I, I might be remembering this differently, and when we get to the movie, I might change my tune on this, but it does feel like the movie followed this quite closely. There was a couple of large differences. Yeah, I think so. But I think it was, uh, up to this point, very, very to the word, almost.
0: Yeah, I mean, very, yeah, I think a lot of the, like, the monologues from the film are taken word for word mm-hmm. from the book. I mean, obviously, but it's not at least taking- it,
1: yeah. But at least the movie has visual cues to, l- exactly. to help yeah, you can you tell with what's the going language, on. Yeah. right? Um, so it's like, you know, my gulliver hurt and he holds his head or whatever, you know. I think he might have held his stomach in the movie. I think they might have got I that think so one wrong. Too. I think so, too. I think too. they might have got that one wrong. confused me.
0: That's why I was confused about it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, after he messes up the guy with the books, um, they head off to um, they head to a store to rob the place. Yeah,
1: of course, yeah. Standard um, night out.
0: Standard night out. Um, at one point, I think they uh, they have, I, I think it was a woman who was working there and she's down on the floor, like, cowering. And he kind of, like, gets this idea about, like, he gets kind of turned on. He wants to give her the old rape, rape, rape. Um, but then he's like, eh, no, we'll save that for later in the evening. Because it's early. You don't want to, you don't want to peak too early. My <laughs>
1: God, yeah. Right? Yeah, this this kid is... is uh, he's a psychopath yeah yeah oh yeah he's like all kinds of fucked up um yeah okay so yeah that was the first uh bit of ultra violence when he saw yes. it, and he talks a lot about like when he sees the blood and he gets all excited he gets the tinglys and things like that or tingy winglies or whatever he called it right right <laughs> see like a lot of times it sounds like a kid making up words you know
0: it does sound like that too that's a good point yeah, yeah.
1: Um, okay, so yeah, so after after the uh, robbery, yeah. um, then they go to the bar, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, okay. And I think they 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 buy a bunch of food, they buy a bunch of drinks, um, and I think also they buy some things for the other patrons there so that when the cops come in um, looking to see who might have been involved in the robbery, the other patrons give them like an alibi. Oh, they've been here all night.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, they went to the bar first, then they went and robbed, then they came back to the bar. And then the cops That's right, in. that's right, yeah, that's right. That's what happened. Um and yeah, they were yeah. they were ordering drinks and food for like these old old uh pizzas.
0: Um, and then they ran out of money and had to get more, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh so that brings us to the end of chapter 1. Mhm. Chapter 2. Um they head out from the bar to get up to more shenanigans and they bump into a drunk on the street who is singing a song. And uh
1: They decide to rough that
0: guy up too. He's not a big fan. Cause fuck that guy. Yeah, he's not a fan of kids these days. Right. Uh he's like, uh, you know, society's terrible, you kids are terrible. And so they kick the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't care if uh, if you kill me, I'll be happy. If you don't kill me, uh, then I won't be dead, and I guess that's okay too. Um, but <laughs> I, think they, he, I think he basically was up. like,
1: if you kill me, then I won't have to live in a world with you
0: assholes in it. Is basically pretty much, yeah, yeah, yeah. Had, yeah. Yeah. So he wasn't he wasn't terribly concerned about the assault on him. Then uh, they head off and uh, bump into Billy Boy and his crew of droogs. Fuck that network, guy! As I said, as I said earlier, <laughs> on, on the verge of. Raping a 10-year-old girl.
1: Right, yeah, no, definitely f-
0: you fuck that guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then so there's get, a, a like gang fight. Yeah, there's a bit of a sequence here of a gang fight. Um, Alex and his droogs rough him up, fuck him around. Uh, one guy gets clobbered and knocked out. I think it's um, Dim, Dim. Dim's got a chain um, with him that he... Uh, right,
1: sh- should we should we list uh, the, the droogs in, in Alex's little gang here?
0: We, I think I mentioned them at the beginning. It's uh, Dim, uh, Paul? No. Uh, Georgie. Pete. Pete. Dim, Georgie, and Pete, yeah. Dim, yeah, Dim, Georgie, Pete, and Alex, yeah. Dim uh, is kind of the dumb one. Georgie, I think, is the one that kind of, we'll find out later, is kind of maybe wanting to uh, climb up the ranks and oust Alex, maybe. And Pete just kind of doesn't want to rock the boat. Right. is how I would describe them. Pete is Sweden. Pete is Sweden. Yes. Oh, Sweden. <laughs> <laughs> Pete is a uh, Sweden's.
1: Pete's my Sweden's.
0: Um, so they fuck up Billy Boy's crew, um, and then they grab a car and head out of the city to find um, find a place to break into and have uh, some more uh, fun. It's more horror show. Horror show. Uh, ultraviolence. Uh, So, yeah, they they find this house in the middle of nowhere, um, and they have this little kind of routine they do where Alex goes up to the door, uh, pretends that uh, one of his friends has been hurt. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can he come in and use the phone? Uh, And the lady's like, oh, I don't know if I should let you do that. And then he's like, oh, well, he's actually not that bad. Maybe just a glass of water would help him, you know, get right in the head. And so she turns around and she's got the door open, but it's got um, like a chain on it. Mm-hmm. And so when she turns around to go and ask her husband about this, he's like, aha, she didn't close the door like she should have. And they kick the door in, uh, the four of them head into the house, and they have a little bit more ultraviolence.
1: And they beat, with- up, uh, they beat up the author of the book that we're currently reading.
0: Well, okay, so <laughs> I don't think he's the author... Of the book we're reading. He is, though, the author of a book called A Clockwork Orange, uh, which does seem to be about uh free will, um, which I will admit I found a little bit. Uh sure, let me let me rephrase that, a lot on the nose. <laughs> um can't say I care for that. Uh kind of but maybe uh, anyway. that
1: was the comedy. Like he it, it might have just been a joke.
0: I mean, maybe, I don't know. Um but yeah, he beats the crap out of the other, um, rapes that his wife. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and and actually, we get a like a pretty detailed description of like who <laughs> who is turn it is raping the wife and who is the one holding her down, um, which is exactly as horrific as it sounds.
1: But I was like, I was happy that uh, not happy. I was glad. <laughs>
0: yeah, I was. I was waiting to see how that's
1: <laughs> cut. That no, um, he didn't really get into detail. I was because I, I kind of knew it was coming, and I, I, you know, from the movie, I knew it was, and then the foreshadowing with the break in, and you know, maybe later, right? Um, mm-hmm. I was, I was glad that he didn't go into great detail about the act. He did go yeah, in, well, like he did go into detail about who was where. I mean, maybe um, he
0: did, and we just didn't understand the words he used. Maybe,
1: maybe. But there has there was a couple of times um, in this first part where you know I was getting nervous because I like you know I don't I didn't like I didn't wasn't looking forward to reading what was going to happen. Yeah, and then um, he just kind of glazed over it. Yeah, and he's like, "Well, that I mean, happened." He glazed
0: over the act, but like, mm-hmm. it, it was pretty detailed as far as like you know, first it was me and right. Georgie yeah. held her down, and then we reversed, and I was holding her down, and then it was Georgie, and right, then yeah, we were pinning the you know, it was it was
1: it was it was intense, time.
0: it was intense enough, absolutely, yeah, it was yeah. oh totally, yeah,
1: which is which just seems crazy that this is number eighty on the most banned books, and like other books that just maybe tackle religion in a different way, are like nah. We're gonna get rid of those ones. Clockwork Orange, right? Yeah, no, bring it on.
0: Um, fair, but I the thing to consider is I think a lot of the banned books, um, or the books that have been challenged, are books that come up as part of a curriculum.
1: Okay, so this book was never really part of a curriculum.
0: I can, I'm not gonna say it's never okay. been, but I don't. I can definitely see, uh, The Handmaid's Tale, and definitely I Am Jazz. Coming up in school curriculums way more often. Yes,
1: definitely. This, I, I would if, fucking if, hope so.
0: If anyone is teaching a Clockwork Orange in a classroom, it's 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 universities, right? Right. Um, where there's far, far, far less, um, if any, attempts to ban material because at that point, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're an adult, you're a grown-up. Uh, you can read about um uh, rape or slushying a rape or whatever was happening here. Uh, okay um next chapter chapter three they're done with these guys they head out um trying to head back to town they abandon their car uh out here in, in the middle of nowhere and ride the train back to town right I guess we didn't really mention the fact that they stole a the car
1: pretty you know pretty low on the totem pole as far as things that they had done that night but yeah they they stole a the car
0: yeah exactly it's easy to glaze over that because it was like that's that's almost like they're being good citizens.
1: <laughs> yeah, so they, they abandoned their car in the lake. They drove it into a lake, I believe. Right, right yes, they drove yeah. it into a lake. Because they were running out of gas. Because... They like, fuck this thing. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah.
0: <laughs> why, why leave it in a state where the owners could get it back and at least be glad they got it back? Like, let's just fuck this thing over as much as we can. And then, yeah, take the train back to town uh, where they return to the milk bar. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess maybe to get some downer milk maybe to to end the evening off. uh there's an interesting point here where between during a break between songs being played at the milk bar, this woman starts to sing something mm-hmm. uh, and it's a song that Alex recognizes. and I think this is kind of the first moment we have of learning that Alex has a thing for music um and while she's singing, dim i think it's dim starts to make fun of her
1: i think he was and like he was like he was like oh come over here and you know like cat calling her like hey baby yeah, yeah, yeah. and then yeah alex like pops him and he's
0: like don't be disrespectful uh, yeah exactly yeah. exactly um and then alex heads home for the night sort of says uh hey we'll meet you guys here tomorrow same time same bat time same bat channel and then alex sets home where uh he slew is some more music and uh we uh, we find again, out that get, this we, is
1: where we find out that he's like you know really trained his parents to just go along with whatever he wants because he's listening to music late at night loud. He's got speakers in every fucking corner of his room,
0: right? And they've got like uh, earplugs in or whatever. They got so earplugs and they've it, taken cause they,
1: sleeping pills because they just yeah, know, yeah, they just yeah. know that little Alex likes his music and yeah. and if they if they try to stop him, he's gonna yeah. What a he's just a fucking he's a brat. He's a fucking anyway. Anyway. Well, I get, we get a sense of that, I think, <laughs> in
0: the next chapter, too, where um, when he, in, like, talks with his parents, um, we kind of get the information that he has been caught for certain misdeeds before, he's mm-hmm. um, he's had problems with the law, uh, and he has them, I think, semi-convinced, but also I think they semi-have their heads in the sand. Right. Um, that he's cleaned up his act, you know, he's going out at night to work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when is anyway we'll get to that. And we also um,
1: we also meet uh JJ Bittenbinder or whatever the fuck his name was.
0: <laughs> I was going to say I didn't bother uh, jotting his name down and apparently you didn't either because we <laughs> just made up his name there but
1: <laughs> well no, JJ J. Bitten uh, that's a um a John Mullaney bit it's freaking hilarious okay. if you haven't heard All it right. check it out. But um uh PR something Yeah. PR Dution
0: Binder HR HR puffin Dushin- stuff
1: what? But, Butts and stuff?
0: HR Puffin Stuff. Puffin it was, Stuff. Uh, yeah, no, it's a kids program from the 70s. Oh. I, I'm, I'm uh, You're too young for that. <laughs> so Alex wakes up and is mm. like, eh, I don't fucking want to go to school. I'm tired. I was up so too late causing chaos. <laughs> so I'm not going to school today. So uh, he tells his mom he's got a, a pain in the gulliver and decides to stay home. His mom's like, okay, I'll leave your breakfast in the oven. And, uh, and his parents just seem so sweet. They do, so yeah. They sweet. Do. Um, so sweet. Uh, so Alex doses off, has a dream where he runs into an older uh, Georgie and Dim, uh, who kind of assault him. Um, and then when he wakes up, he's visited by his counselor, HR Puff, and stuff. Well,
1: I think the dream was like about um, Georgie trying to like dominate the group and Dim being his Georgie's right hand man, right and and administering uh, Georgie's punishment on Alex with his chain, and he has this thing about like, but I know that all dreams are opposite of what reality is, so that means that I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna be the leader, and Dim's gonna bring out my punishment on everybody, and
0: yeah, I'm um, not gonna
1: be the one that's all bloody. It's I mean, be spoiler alert,
0: I guess, but yeah. I think things go a little differently. <laughs>
1: they go a little differently,
0: yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, his counselor shows up, uh, knocking on the door. I don't think it's uh, his counselor. It's like chai. it's like
1: his uh, his his well, bro- parole officer, his probation right? that's, officer. That's, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I I, I don't know. I, I put counselor down on my nose just because that seems like close, but no, no, no. JJ Bittenbinder
1: Bitten right is not the name of a
0: counselor. <laughs> Neither is AR, HR <laughs> HR puff and stuff. But um, so the, Alex makes some chai tea, which I thought was an interesting choice for this world, as everyone's drinking chai,
1: right? T T um, yeah.
0: And uh, and so the counselor just shows up as a, like, you know, checking in. I heard you weren't in school. I bumped into your mom. She said you weren't feeling well. You're not in school. Just checking up to see like how you're doing and uh, kind of know you're not being your true self. And it's sort of like a warning that like a reminder that this is your last chance to clean up your act. Because if you fuck up again, like you're going to be treated as an adult, right? Yeah. Like, you're on the verge of that. And Alex is pretty much like, yeah, whatevs. Uh, I'm not worried.
1: Spoiler so, alert:
0: He should be. Spoiler alert: He should be. Um, he dismisses HR uh, brick and bottom.
1: Okay, I'm finding his name because this is getting ridiculous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, you keep talking. I'm gonna find this guy's name. He finds uh, PF Double Trump. And, <laughs> no, 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 no! Come on. Heads off to the record store. Right, and then uh, this, which yeah, which is fun because it's it's like it's it's the future, but there's records.
1: To be fair, this was written in 1960. Although, I don't think that yeah. he would have been like um, he would have been like. I'm not going to put CDs in this book. I'm going to put records in this book. He didn't know that there was going to be a thing like yeah, CDs. no,
0: exactly. Like in 1962, when you're looking ahead, I don't think there was. Any you're looking. At, you're looking
1: at records. You're like, this is so amazing. They're never going to change this. They're never going
0: to change this, right? <laughs> <laughs> Having no idea that eight tracks were just around the corner. This
1: is so futuristic. You just have um, this flat disc of plastic, and it makes music. It's fucking fantastic. This'll last for eons.
0: So he gets a new Beethoven record, right. uh, and he also uh, bumps into some more ten-year-old girls because they're yeah. everywhere, and they are, you know, a fifteen-year-old's perfect sexual conquest. Um,
1: See now, and then that was a shock because I, I might be remembering this wrong, but I think in the movie it was an older woman, in the record store, it was the no. one. It was the one that was singing. No, do I did I not remember this movie, correctly? Then I thought it, he ran into the same woman, that um, was singing at the milk bar.
0: No, we'll have to come um, back. No, he to runs that. Into, It's two women in the. It's two of them in the record store again. Um
1: oh, that's the thing right. with the
0: movie is like everyone I don't think they stay ages is the thing in the movie and everyone looks a little bit older like like to me like Malcolm Malcolm Dalwa was like in his 20s but mm-hmm. I think he's supposed to be playing like 18 but when I watched it it felt like sort of like these weren't it didn't feel like teenagers like it right. felt like He was in his twenties, and the girls were in his twenties. That's probably not what the movie was meant to portray, but that's that was how it felt to me. Mm -hmm. Um, But even so, I think even even if as far as what it was trying to portray, I would say like, you know, Alex was probably eighteen in the movie, and the girls would have been like maybe sixteen, right? Um, Not ten. Yeah, Um, yeah.
1: That was uh, that was hard to that was hard to take. That was that was one of the parts in the book where we were getting like things were escalating, and I just. I was anxious to read, like it was.
0: Well, and another, under, it was I very mean, unnerving. Yeah, not to talk too much about the film, but another um, one of the things that they they do change in the scene is that all of the sex between him and the girls he picks up in the record store is consensual. Yeah, in the film, whereas in uh, in the book, it's basically he brings them over to his place, he plays their records that they bought, and he starts filling them up on on liquor, and when they're kind of drunk, he starts fucking them. And sort of like midway through the fucking, they're like, oh, no, that we don't want to do this. And he's like, oh, well, whatever, I'm continuing on. So, you know, turns into rape, which is never a fun thing to read about. But we're only like, I don't know, four chapters in and we've already had our... three second four second Second rape?
1: Well, the first one with the other um, group of droolies. Billy Boy, yeah. Um, and then the, the mention of it. With
0: the- oh, and then, the, sorry, third third rape, yeah, because of the, there's the um, the mention of it at the beginning, yeah, th- so three Yeah, a half. got to remember the author's wife, too, I forgot about the author's wife.
1: Almost feels ridiculous to bounce back to this now, but PR deltoid.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: So just think of um, <laughs> the deltoid muscle.
0: <laughs> right, I was just thinking about that. Um, so after his uh, heavy afternoon of raping, Alex uh, nods off again, sleeps until about 7th. 30 gets up. uh, I think he's got dinner waiting for him from his mom. Um, This is where he has that bit of interaction with his dad about uh, how he's been out helping old ladies across the street and getting getting paid and just to prove it.
1: He gives him a bit of money.
0: Yeah, he slaps down all the money he has left over from the night before, which Uh,
1: definitely not
0: come from helping old ladies across the street. But he's like, "Here, Dad. I don't remember what he told his dad to buy with it. Um,
1: he's buy buy mom some scotch, the same scotch that he stole from their cabinet to <laughs>
0: <right>. get the <laughs> to liquor up the yeah. ladies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't call them ladies; they're ten year olds. Um, uh, he heads out uh, for an evening with the drugs, and to his surprise, finds them waiting there for him instead of at the milk bar. Um, I, I, they said they were there, I guess, because he was running late." But I think it's also because I feel like it's because Georgie kind of wanted to get him a little bit off balance because this mm-hmm. is where this is where Georgie's going to sort of make his move uh, a little bit on Alex to say, like, not really digging the way things are going. I want things to be a little bit more democratic. Um, you got to stop pushing dim around so much because mm-hmm. uh, Alex is a bit of a dick to dim. <laughs> dick to dim. That's an interesting phrasing. Um. That almost sounds like a word in the book. And I hit him and addicted him. Addicted him. And so it sort of becomes. So okay, Alex kind of goes along with this initially. Oh, something else that Georgie wants actually is he's been talking to this other guy. I, I'm getting the sense that he's like a fence, and. Uh, and he wants to start trying to do bigger scores than mm-hmm. just like fucking up nerds with library books and and beating up bums and you know he wants to you know he's got dreams man he wants to be something he wants to be a real criminal, <laughs> and so, <laughs> oh <my God.
1: laughs> do you really just want to be a petty criminal your whole life?
0: No, exactly. Yeah. You gotta, gotta <laughs> dream for something, man. You gotta have goals. Um. And so Alex kind of goes along with this briefly. uh, And then at a a certain point, I think he gets inspired by a a car that drives by playing Beethoven. He decides, no, 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 it's time to like assert my dominance here. And uh, he gets into a bit of a trial by combat, first attacking uh, Dim uh, and then sort of taking Dim out with uh, a, a blade. And then he fights Georgie. Um, and then uh, after beating Georgie, he's like gonna gonna turn on on Pete, and Pete's like, ah! nah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I, did. I I want none of this. <laughs>
1: well, I guess he like stabs, um, he stabs or cuts Pete, right, or um, Georgie. Then yeah, he stabs... I
0: remember he sli- he slices Dim's hand or something. Yeah, I, I think, think he
1: stabbed Dim in the wrist.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. But now that now that he's like reclaimed his place as the the leader of the group. He now wants to hear about um Georgie's big score, which is basically robbing this this supposedly like rich lady out of town mm-hmm. and so that's what they're gonna do uh, in the next chapter, which I guess is chapter six um yeah, do they steal another car? I don't remember how they get out there. I assume it's stealing another car.
1: I honestly don't remember
0: um yeah so they 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 headed to town again with the destination of this one's house. And when they get there, they try kind of a similar trick that they did at the beginning to get to the writer's house with the whole, like, oh, my, my dude is hurt and think, everything yeah, else. I and think it like, was the
1: same trick. And she's like, I'll shoot you. <laughs> yeah, he's you like, fuck off. I, I'm,
0: I'm too, I'm too uh, crafty for you guys. Um, and so Alex ends up breaking into her place through an open window on, like, the second floor. Dim boosts him up through the window. Uh, he crawls through the window into her house. Well, he breaks the window. Um, breaks the
1: window. Gets in. The does house. he break it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It won't open, so he just breaks it.
0: Right. Um, so he gets in and he's like roaming around looking for the woman. He, he uh, he ends up kind of discovering that she's got like fucking dozens of cats. Um, <laughs> which he and- kind of,
1: which he kind of like thought that she did when they were out. He's yeah. like, I just kind of imagined this woman with cats. And then she's got, like, dozens of cats. Yeah. All different ages, all different colors. He he went into great detail about the amount and type of... And age of cats.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, If you want to
1: learn more about cats, read Clockwork (laughs) Orange.
0: (laughs) Subtitle, A Book About Cats. Um, And also Free Will. Um, So, as he tries to approach the woman... Um, or get further into the house he like gets distracted she's got a bust of uh, Beethoven and uh, and because of his sort of love for Beethoven like he stops for a second he's struck by that and then like he starts like stumbling over the 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 saucers of milk that the cats have and it kind of alerts the woman to the fact that he's in there uh, Meanwhile he's being attacked by these cats. <laughs> And she's trying to fight him off, and like it's it's chaos. He knocks her over.
1: She trips him. He he. She's clawing at his face. She tells the cats to get him, and the cats listen. <laughs> right. And then uh, he clocks her on the head with the bust of Beethoven.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and at that point, he's pretty much fuck all this shit. I'm getting out of here. Uh, he he tries to leave by the door and uh, when he opens the door there is dim waiting for him uh, to slap him in the old glazies with his uh, with his chain and now alex is uh, blinded as sirens wail in the distance um, And he realizes like the- that
1: the woman was on the phone when like he was like where is she cuz
0: yeah 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 she was calling the police yeah
1: she was calling the police
0: Uh, meanwhile, uh, Dim and Pete and Georgie take off, leaving Alex to take the fall for their shenanigans that day. Because fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. (laughs) This is what happens when you try to, like, maintain order by, uh...
1: Stabbing your friends. Don't stab your friends. friends. They will backstab
0: you. You can only stab your friends so long before they get tired of it. (laughs) So, yeah, Alex ends up taking, um... Alex ends up taken into police custody, uh, and then we move on to chapter seven.
1: Yeah, we get that's this was this was the chapter I read about five minutes before we started the podcast.
0: So he's brought to the police station, uh, where of course he gets beaten by the police,
1: right? Uh, and they all know, but all the police know him. Like on the way to the police station, well, yeah, they're like, hey, exactly. right, We like, finally got Alex. He's like, th- "How do you know me?" Yeah, like, and then it kind of exactly. he kind of like, has a flashback to yeah. his to his um, PR. Bitten binder, PR deltoid. Uh, so, so he kind of has years. a flashback to his, like his conversation, and he's like, "Oh, you know, like maybe they knew what I was doing after all." Yeah, and they totally did. So,
0: eh. well, yeah, like they've they've clearly been trying to get him for a while. Like the the day before, after he'd robbed the store, and like the police showed up and were like, "Hey." You guys don't happen to know anything about that. Like, they fucking knew he did it. Yeah. They knew he did it. So uh, he gets beat up by the guards or the police uh, officers. Um, HR uh, and stuff visits. Um, <laughs> Spits in his face. Mr. Deltoid shows up. P- and yeah, P- the, well, P- before P- that, P- the police are like, hey. Uh, well, Actually, even before that, he's like, basically, like, they got you. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything I predicted was going to happen happened. Uh, you're kind of a disappointment. Sorry, this shit went down that way. And the police are like, "Hey, you want to take and swing at him?" And instead, he just spits on Alex's face, um, which is which so way, much I worse. Think. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it shows. It's it's like contempt is worse than anger, right? Mm-hmm. To me, I think. And the the face bit right. is just it's just I'm not contempt. Mad at it's you. like I'm just disappointed. Disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, uh, Alex is beat up. Alex gets spat on. Um, the guards, uh, have him confess to everything. Uh, he confesses to everything, but also is like, uh, I totally wasn't alone. I totally had my four friends. So like on top of everything else, Well, and this, uh, is, where, is, this is where, this is where
1: Alex really turns into this, this weasel, you know, like when, when yeah. PR Deltoid spits in his face, he's like, thank you. Thank you so much. Like, I deserve that. Thank you. And he's like, just wants Bobby,
0: to, he, he was like that with the police too. When they first arrested him. Right. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Because um, he's
0: he's scared. Well, he's, um, he is he is a kid, right? and that's the thing. Like th- I thought, this is something I thought was really interesting. Like th- the very end of the chapter, uh, th- which is the very end of part one, mm-hmm. is when we find out that Alex is fifteen. Yeah, and I think that's definitely an intentional choice on the part of um, Anthony Burgess to like go through all of this horrifying stuff that he's done, and then go, oh, by the way, he was only fifteen, mm-hmm. and be like, so wh- a. Holy fuck! A fifteen-year-old did all of this, but it also kind of gives you that idea of like how terrified he would be in that place, in that and, and realizing. And in fact, let's just take a little a uh, little bit further to the end of the chapter. Um, after he makes his confession, he's sent off to his cell where he has to fight off another couple of prisoners who want to rape him. Mm-hmm. Um, manages to fall asleep for a little bit. When he wakes up, though. Uh, he's then taken uh, to an office where he learns that the old woman he assaulted the night before has died.
1: I think I think he he's in court at that point. He's the, he's speaking to
0: the judge. I, uh, I the didn't judge I point. didn't get that sense, but that okay. could be true. Um, either way, though, like he's <laughs> he's just found out that like whatever happens to him in the court of law, it's going to be serious. Like mm-hmm. murder is so much. More of a an issue <laughs> let me rephrase that like obviously, if he was arrested for like breaking and entering an assault that would be bad enough, but now murder he's looking at a murder charge mm-hmm. but and you, and he's fifteen years old and it's 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 terrifying
1: but I mean, I found it hard to feel bad for him because the nothing that he experienced um under police custody was different than what he did to other people. In the co- no, in the no, no, no 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 exactly part. exactly. Like it was really yeah, yeah. you know like 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 you say like you understand the fear, but you know really at that point there was no sympathy.
0: Mm. Yeah. But
1: I think I mean I don't know if the author was trying to instill sympathy or not. I don't think he was. I, think, I don't think I think, it's I think he was trying. Sympathy. It almost seemed like he was trying to, um, balance the scales. You know. It's like, we we learned all about these things that Alex did, and then he kind of has everything happen to him all in one night, kind of uh, same things. I think he did get raped, if I'm reading, if I read it properly, I think that he tried to fight them off, and I don't think he quite
0: did. That could be, I I could have missed that in the... um...
1: But I don't remember in the movie if he did or not, we'll have to come back to that, I guess.
0: I, I don't remember a lot around his arrest. Like, I remember all of the crimes, and I remember him going to prison. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember a lot. Although I do remember, actually, now that I think about it, I do remember um, uh, uh, <laughs> R.M. trapezoid. I was gonna say. <laughs> trapezoid. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's
1: the muscle I was confusing. I was, yeah, yeah, like, I was like, is this the deltoid? No, those are the trapezoids. The- um,
0: I, I do remember him showing up and and maybe even spitting on him, right, uh, in the movie. But I don't remember a lot about the rest. What was I saying though? What were we talking about? Uh, oh, um, I don't know if it's about to be like trying to to create sympathy, but I do feel like like one thing that I think just about every teenager experiences is a moment where, in in sort of finding their autonomy and, and and maybe even lashing out at like the world or the system or whatever, they they go too far. Um, not obviously, you know, bashing old cat ladies head in, mm-hmm. but they just go too far and they're like, Oh fuck. And and there's a fear that comes from that and it's like maybe maybe you maybe it's saying fuck to your parents for the first time when you're fifteen and now you're grounded or whatever and and there's there is that moment of fear because it's it's being on that line between being a child and being an adult and your your uh in trying to be an adult you've taken a step too far and you re- almost revert back to being a child again does that mm-hmm. make sense kind of and I, I do feel like that's a little bit about what was going on with with alex there is is realizing that
1: I mean, on an um, extreme end of the scale, for sure, right? Right. Like, right, I right. mean, saying "fuck" to your parents and and you know.
0: Oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm not saying that. Like, no, it's no. Any yeah, way no. I totally comparable. understand. Yeah, but uh, but that that moment of him when he's when he's cowering and mm-hmm. like like you said when um, uh, deltoid when when deltoid spits on him and he's like, oh, thank you, thank you. I deserve that. Thank mm-hmm. you. It is that regressive instinct of trying to be a child again and, and I think step back from the responsibility of what he's done and be like, you know, right? Uh he's trying to, yeah, he's trying to say like, you know, I, I get it. I was wrong. And, and it's, it's too late for that to make a difference. You just yeah. Realize that
1: he hasn't had, like, it doesn't sound like he's really had much discipline at all to that point and even even after that like he he kind of like feels like he got out of that when he wakes up and he's gonna go see the court and he's like wow this is gonna be a breeze right and mm-hmm. he's like i'm 15 ain't nothing gonna happen to me and then he realizes that the woman died and then i think reality really sets in he's like oh like i'm i'm fucked yeah right yeah because I think he was even when he began talking and I I think it was a court maybe it was an office but whoever he's talking to when he begins talking to them he is quite arrogant still at that point. Yeah. And then yeah the realization that she didn't make it um and that's when yeah that's the end of the chapter basically that's the end of the Pretty part. Pretty much, yeah.
0: yeah. Um and actually something we I I meant to talk about at the beginning speaking of the end of the part um is that This is, this book is very, I think, um, according to the author, very uh, purposefully structured. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is three parts, seven chapters in each part, totaling 21 chapters, 21 being uh, the age of majority in, I think, uh, England is where he was living at the time they wrote this. Mm -hmm. Um, And the idea being 21 being like that, at that age of adulthood, that age of- Finally, being like responsible for yourself, and so it was. It was the structure is is a was a conscious choice in in the way he wrote the book, in much the same way that the structure in the Handmaid's Tale was very conscious. And so I think when we first talked about doing um doing this this book and this film, we were going to do two parts on the book, um because roughly we tried to do about a hundred pages per episode, but looking at the structure of the book um, we've decided that like breaking it up into like doing part one, then part two, then part three makes way more sense um, because each part is its own thing. Right. So um, part one was in fact around hundred pages, but I think,
1: uh, I think part,
0: yeah. Yeah. Part two is more like 60, okay. I think. And then uh, part three, I think is even shorter, uh, but I could be wrong. But either way though, we're doing three parts uh, to the book uh, fourth part about the movie. And then after that, we'll do a live wrap up. Um, that brings us to the end of part one. Um,
1: Final thoughts, Todd?
0: Uh, uh, yeah, it's, I've, I've wanted to read this book for a long time and, uh, No, I know, <laughs> no I, I know I've tried at least once before and I, I, I've always found the language to be the thing that stopped me is it's just so hard to get into, and I didn't want to use the glossary because because there wasn't one in the original book, so it felt like that went against the author's intent, mm-hmm. that his intent was that you would gradually uncover it through context clues, um, and also because using a glossary would make it feel like homework and I'm uh, 47 years old and I don't want to fucking do homework <laughs> anymore. Um, That's... Uh, and I think... Uh, I think uh. But the thing I was getting to is that I think if I if I didn't have a responsibility mm-hmm. to finish this book for this podcast, I probably would have been like fuck it, I'll try it again in 2022. <laughs> it's like I am I am glad to, to an extent that I have the responsibility to this podcast to uh, finally get through this book. I I'm a big fan of the movie, but I'm a I'm a huge fan of of Stanley Kubrick. Mm-hmm. So I am enjoying sort of seeing what what the book was and, and what he was working from when he made the film. Uh, what are your final thoughts at, at the end of the part one?
1: Um, I'm shook a little bit. It was uh, a couple of parts were hard to read. Um, a couple of the, uh, the actions. Um, mm-hmm. It was, it was difficult at times. Um, it was funny at times. It was good. Um, I did find the language a little bit difficult at first, but I got over that, fairly quickly. I actually showed a a quote to my girlfriend. Um, and it was like just full of this odd vernacular. And she's like, that sounds really stupid. And (laughs) I thought, I thought about it for a second. I was like, you know, it's actually pretty smart because, you know, um, if you think back to like, you know, the, when was it like the cool cat language? Like, Hey, you know,
0: Oh, you like the, like
1: the, like what, like, like the language that was used in, um, the early years in in a the autobiography of Malcolm X, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, like, like the thirties and forties. Yeah, yeah, it's the...
1: like I mean, if you if you hadn't been exposed to that type of language before, you would have no idea what the hell was going on. Um, mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. because like over the years we've had little snippets of of that you know cool cat language uh, that we. That's kind an of, interesting yeah.
0: comparison too, because there is um, there is that portion in the autobiography of Malcolm X where he opens a chapter, I think. With a bunch of the the slang of that time, and I remembered reading it and being like, "Man, I'm not following half of the things he's saying." Yeah. Um, and then he goes off to say like, "Yeah, if if it, like that's how we talked at the time," and blah 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 blah. And it's like, "Yeah, if you don't, if you're not immersed in the culture." you don't understand the language of that culture. And mm-hmm. and that's kind of what we're experiencing here is that like we're getting a window into a fictional culture yeah. and its language.
1: And, um, you know, I, did, I I kind of thought it was smart just, just for that aspect of it. But then when you brought up um, the idea that uh, the the author was trying to separate what was happening in the book from reality, that really clicked with me after um, having explained that to my girlfriend as well. So like mm-hmm. that all kind mm-hmm. of came together uh for me so i like having that revelation uh from this discussion with you um but yeah i really i am enjoying it um it is uh just out there in so many ways it, yeah. it goes in so many directions um and i'm yeah looking forward to uh to reading the rest of it and then watching the movie again after having this new perspective uh, i think it's going to be really
0: interesting yeah all right me too Um, that brings us to a close on this episode. Then, um, thanks everybody for listening. Um, you can find us on, uh, on Facebook. You can find us on Podbean. Um, or you can find our podcast, uh, on whatever podcast platform you prefer. For whatever podcast platform you prefer, whatever, whatever,
1: um, whatever you vid your, your, your,
0: <laughs> no, 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 you got to slushy no, these right, podcasts. Right,
1: yeah, So sorry, yeah, whatever you, whatever you slushy your media through,
0: um, whatever you slushy your podcast through, yes, you can find <laughs> us there. Um, assuming you're listening, you probably found us on something already. Um, we, uh, we're on Facebook, uh, join us on Facebook to like keep up to date on our, on what we're doing. Uh, facebook.com slash Bad Things Happen. You can also email us at BanThingsHappen at gmail.com. We also have a Patreon. If you want to support us, it's Patreon.com slash blah 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 media. Uh, that's B-L-A-H-B-L-A-H-B-L-A-H media. That's kind of the umbrella platform for this podcast and another one I do called Half Got Conspiracies. Um, and, and, I've soon, also... and soon
1: to be deconstructed comedy.
0: Deconstructed comedy, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and I've also created a, we now have a Buy Me a Coffee uh, so if you don't want to support us on a monthly platform, which you can do through Patreon, you can drop by buymeacoffee.com slash blah, blah, blah media to uh, do what the name suggests, buy us a copy, which might go towards uh, a beer instead. Or no, no, I fucking towards... love
1: coffee. I love I,
0: coffee. I love coffee too. I'm yeah. um, just saying it could go towards coffee or beer or maybe even server costs. Who knows? Who knows? Um, but uh, if, I do, if you're it's able gonna to- be, It's going to be beer. It's- it's, going to be it's, <laughs> it's gonna All be here. All right, um, that'll do it for this week. We'll be g- back again in a week's time uh, for uh, oh, our next look. Todd, what? We never talked about what we're drinking. Oh, we didn't. That's true. Um, even though this isn't my drinking podcast, that's a different one. But uh, yeah, uh, I have. I've been um, been really enjoying a different uh, vodka soda product um, these last few days. Zero carbs, zero sugar. Uh, and it's actually got a really, really good taste. Um, it's from Cottage Springs Beverage Company. And uh, they've got a, a winter uh, winter sampler pack that's got a bunch of different flavors. It's got like cranberry. Uh, what's the other one? Cranberry. Oh, that's a cranberry Another too. Cranberry. Um, oh, cranberry, pomegranate, grapefruit, and one more that I can't think of right now. But they're really good. I hmm. uh, really like them. And that is what I've been drinking tonight. How about you?
1: Uh, I had a a nut brown ale, which um, they're always good. Uh, This one, this particular one was, I think, from Persephone. Uh, No, no, sorry. Uh, Spinnakers. I think I've had this before on the show. Um, And uh, the second one I cracked open was a Helios Golden Lager from Hoyne Brewing Company. Shout out to Vancouver Island. And uh, yeah, I just thought we can add this to the end of the podcast. We can put it on Patreon
0: We can can kind of put Uh, it back in
1: the beginning. I don't care.
0: Uh, I might do that. We'll see. Uh, Speaking of drinks, uh, I did have earlier in the week, I had this fantastic um, uh, blueberry vanilla ale. I can't remember where it was from, but I'm probably going to be bringing that to the next episode of Half Cut Conspiracies. So uh, listen there if you want to find out (laughs) uh, about that beer, uh, which basically tasted like drinking a blueberry pie, uh, which was fucking brilliant. That's it. We're done. Uh, That's it for us. Uh, We'll see you again next week for part two of uh, A Clockwork Orange. Until then, you say it this time.
1: All right. uh, Until next time, uh, I am Oren Barter. I'm Todd Sullivan. Now go read a fucking book.